Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Super Monday. Happy Valentine's Day. And happy Valentine's Day. Today should be a Monday after Super Bowl. should be a national holiday. So I've been hearing that they're going to move this game to President's Day weekend, which would be perfect because we get to have President's Day off and it would be perfect. But just let's just do it because you and I were looking at each other during the game last night. We have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. We have to go to the office tomorrow. I mean, it finished pretty early. It did pretty early, early, yes. I I was home by well before 1030. Yeah. But no, it, it, we need to we need to move that. It needs to be a day off today. Uh, what our receptionist was saying that coming in, traffic looked like yeah. everybody had the day off this yep. morning. So I mean, I don't know how the school is. We're recording this very, very, very early. Ver- if you can't tell in our voices, yeah, it's and- very, very early. <laughs> I have a morning filled with meetings. We're just you know hankering down, you know hunkering down and doing this because if not we're gonna, we would have to record it in the afternoon and it wouldn't be, be a Tuesday it'd be a Wednesday morning homeless pretty if, if we didn't yeah exactly so, so here we go we had a Super let's, Bowl let's dive in let's dive in I'm looking for as I'm looking for yesterday's gospel yesterday's gospel was the Beatitudes uh, according to Saint Luke and there's a difference uh, between Saint Luke and Saint Matthew Saint Luke's gospel is in uh, chapter six. In Matthew's Gospel, is chapter 5. And Luke has a little different, a little more direct. You know, if you have four blessed and four woes. Yesterday, Ahore was present. You know, I kind of interweave this into a kind of football-themed homily since it was Super Bowl Sunday, which uh, the people, at least the people that came up to me, <laughs> appreciated. Those who don't know football, yes, there was, wee, yeah, right, over went right over the heads, but there was one lady, God bless you, goes, Oh, Father, that was such a great homily. I just don't understand football. And I'm like, all right. But, but yeah, I'm, I appreciate your enthusiasm. Uh, basically, you know, here's the here's the crux of, of, of the analogy that I made was, you know, Jesus gives us a playbook. Just like NFL players or football players get a playbook, you know, with all the plays and all, all the things they do to be successful in winning a game. But for a particular game... There's a game plan. For example, last night the Rams had a game plan that they executed. Uh, we could get into that in the sports section. I don't know if they executed flawlessly because their dependence on the running mm. game was way too much. Uh, George is just nodding his head and thinking that he knows what he's talking about. He really I, doesn't. I'm just. We'll, we'll discuss that in the second segment. But anyway, so we, we, we have Jesus gives us a game plan from that playbook to be able to execute, to be able to gain heaven, which is our ultimate goal. And yesterday, we hear the Beatitudes, and the Beatitudes are a perfect game plan for the Christian, the perfect, let's say, blueprint in how to achieve salvation. Because when Jesus says, and this is why it's so direct, blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. You see, Luke is being a little more direct than Matthew. Matthew says, blessed are the poor in spirit. I mean, Luke says, blessed are the poor. Doesn't say poor in spirit, you know, because you could be rich and be poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. He's like, blessed are the poor. Then he says, blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. 
Then, blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven, for their ancestors treated the, the prophets in the same way. So, again, those who are poor, those who are persecuted, those who are weeping, those who are hungry, those are the ones that are blessed in the kingdom of heaven. Now, Luke contrasts that by putting in four woes. In other words, woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. And woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in the same way. For some reason, I said yesterday, the, the last woe, woe to you when all speak well of you, it jumped out at me because, you know, keeping with that football theme, you know, so many, you know, people try to be the alpha male or the alpha female or the alpha dog of their, whatever you want to call it, of their team or of their of their office or of their school, whatever it is, when really, when it comes to teamwork, when it comes to winning a game, when it comes to life in particular, we have to realize that we can't do it alone. We can't be on an island somewhere. When it comes to a football team, one single player cannot win a football game unless he's Cooper Cup last night. But that, again, we'll deal with that in the second <laughs> second section or Aaron Donald. But they can make a difference in the game. That's what those two players did. You know, so when it comes to the Christian life, when we try to branch out on our own, when we deviate from the 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 game plan, when we deviate from what the Holy Scripture says, when we deviate from the Beatitudes, that's when we get into trouble. And I finished the homily with this analogy. He goes, Jesus, when we begin our life at baptism, he places the ball at the one-yard line of, you know, for us to score one yard away. It's very easy just to punch the ball in. In fact, yesterday, watch, watching the end of the game, the last drive of the Rams, when the ball was at the one-yard line, I texted Carly and CJ, who were listening to Joe, and, and I said, didn't I just preach about this yep. a couple of hours ago? <laughs> you know, there it was. You know, that's the analogy. What happens? When you commit penalties, and there were penalties on that last drive, when you go against the the game plan, you start going back and going back and and getting further away from salvation, getting further away from the goal. So the game plan is to stay there and to make it easier to punch it in to be able to achieve salvation. So I don't know if that resonated with the congregation yesterday when I was making all these football analogies, I, and you said it, it went over some people's head, but I think, you know, especially but you, you at the don't 4 need, you don't need the you don't need to know the, the ins and outs of football. To, I was talking about goal. To, to get the, the message there. You don't, but I, I think, you know, I was being a little deliberate yesterday. I was also being brief thanks to, you know, a visiting priest that came, one of my former students, Father Luis Ferreira, who preached a three-minute homily, used talk, a different... Talk about setting the table for Right. Me. <laughs> used a different analogy to, be, to get to the same point that I did oh. in, in my homily, saying, you know, he used the analogy of, you know, cooking. When you have, you know, you have ingredients to make a certain dish. Now, he always says it's good to add, never good to subtract. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I always add, add a pinch of salt or add a pinch of this or a pinch of that. And, you know, and those are the ingredients to be able to get a delicious dish. But when you deviate from the ingredients that's when you get into trouble. And so Jesus gives us the ingredients for salvation in the, in the Beatitudes. So I, I used game plan. He used ingredients. 
Yeah. You know, between two priests, you know, same spirit. But he did it in three minutes. It took me five to seven, seven <laughs> minutes. And I was brief yesterday, I think. It was. It was. It, you know, so people, you know, you know I appreciate that because I had the I had the two kids. Yeah, I, you know, so the, the, the entire congregation yeah. knew you had the two kids <laughs> by yourself. So, but no, but that's what where we had, that's where we were yesterday. And like football, Christianity is simple. You know, football is just, you execute, you you move the ball down the field and into the goal. In Christianity, it's simple. You follow the commandments, you follow the attitudes, you do what, you, what Christ calls us to do, then salvation, holiness, becomes simple. Now, what makes it not simple, what makes it difficult, when we get in the way, yep. when, we, when our ego gets in the way. Same thing happens in a football team. When an ego gets in the way, that's when something, things go awry. Yep. When you, you know, and that's why that's why I love this last of the of the woes. Because so often we will deviate because we want to be the guy who's liked. You know, we we want we want the glory, we want the attention, we, we want to please everybody. And and the Lord is telling us that's not going to happen. And and if that does, I mean, yeah, it, it might happen, but if that's what you're looking for, if that's what you're looking for now, you know, woe woe to you because if if you're following the gospel, if you're Preaching the good news, which is which is difficult, as we've spoken at length about, which is challenging, you know, which forces us, if we really reflect on it, you know, to to make sacrifices and to give things up and, and to leave things behind. You know, we're not going to be liked. No, we're not going to be liked. So if, if our goal is, you know, for everyone to like us, for us to be, you know, the, the popular guy in the room, you know, we're doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong because when it comes down to it. You know, we as Christians, as as disciples, as witnesses, we need to be challenging people to be better, not not to put them down, but to be better because that's what the Lord expects and calls us to be. Exactly, and when we are so concentrated on being the most liked person, and trust me, I've been there as a priest. You know, I, I want the people to like me. I want the people to, because that what makes my message more effective. But you know what? I, I use that quote from Churchill yesterday, never trust a man who has no enemies. And it's so true. Why? Because Christ had enemies, still has enemies. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that I'm out there trying to tick people off or to create enemies. I'm not. I'm trying to preach the word of God. But here's the thing. The word of God causes you to have enemies by, by its nature because we're pre- preaching a contradictory message to the message of the world. Especially now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so... When you have, whether in football or in real life, when your ego gets in the way, when it's all about me, not about the other, goes totally against the message of love of Jesus Christ. You know, so many times, you know, I, you know, you saw genuine bonds of friendship, whether it be in, I've been in NFL and high school locker rooms, and you see a brotherhood. That is created. You and I follow closely the, the U.S. women's uh, uh, soccer team. And you see that there's a sisterhood there of, of a genuine love that they have for each other as they've won all these World Cups over the years. You see it now during the Olympics where last night, I'm forgetting the name of the athlete. It'll come to me in the second segment, that this young lady won a gold medal in speed skating from Ocala, Florida. I believe she's from Ocala. And the reason she's there... And this was, to me, yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason, though, she was there 
is because she slipped in the trials, but because she's the best speed skater we have, one of the girls that made the team yep. gave, gave her. her spot. Yep. You know what it is? You make the Olympics. You're an Olympian. But you realize the best measure of success or the best chance that your team, Team USA, has to win in that event is for our best skater mm. who slipped, it happens, during her trial to go to the games. And so the girl that qualified was watching from here from home while the girl that she gave the spot to won the gold medal yesterday to me that was remarkable team was uh that 40 year old uh, uh snowboarder that was we're kind of bringing the sports segment into the into into the that's because, okay we'll just because we'll just this, no this this goes hand in power hand. straight through okay peter baumgart 40 years old been to the olympics many times went been to the x games many times a snowboarder okay that Jorge and I were discussing this weekend things that we would absolutely not do. He would do more crazy things than I would. He would jump out of the plane. I would not. I have. It's fun. Great. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. He would do certain things. We were watching the skeleton, the skeleton, the which skeleton. is going straight head down, no, head first, thank you. down a slippery ice ramp, yeah. you know, or ice sled or whatever it is, that, or, or track. Okay. At like 80 miles an hour. At 80 miles an hour. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So now snowboarding. Snowboarding is kind of like a little like surfing, but on, or skateboarding, but on snow. And there's this man, 40 years old, and he wiped out during the individual qualifying. And he was, all he dreamed was just getting a medal, just getting a bronze. No, he didn't get, just no. getting a medal. So there's a new event, you know, cross, mixed, snow, mixed, mixed doubles. doubles. So he was with one of our greatest, you know, snowboarders, Lindy Jacobellas, who won gold early in the Olympics. And they achieved gold. They achieved it together by working as a team. And so to bring it back to salvation, you know, it's like, for example, when you're married, you can't achieve salvation on your own. You need Angie. Well, she's probably being puffed up right now. She listens to this. You need... I you, do. You do. I, and she and Angie, you need Jorge. And I tell and I say that to almost every couple what that I that I witness their marriage in their weddings. You cannot get to heaven without each other. Yep. As a priest, I need my people. I need to preach the gospel. If I don't do it, as St. Paul says, woe to me. Speaking of woes, mm -hmm. okay? Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Woe to me if I don't share the good news. My salvation is contingent on how many souls I save. Remember, that was, you know, we had an old school priest when I was in minor seminary that said, you need to follow this vocation because if you don't, your salvation depends on it. So it's about finding our vocation, finding who it is that could help us in the journey, surrounding ourselves with people who could help us in the journey to be able to move the ball down the field and get to our goal, which is heaven. Yeah. Anyway, and the, the beauty of this game plan, if you will, is that it opens us up to incredible freedom. Because mm -hmm. so often, and, and we see this more with the commandments than we do with the Beatitudes, but, but it's really, I mean, you break it down, it's all, it's all the same game plan. You know, we think of it so often as being restrictive. You know, I can't do this and I can't do that. And, you know, I have to be poor and I have to be, you know, I have to make sacrifices. And, and we, we interpret that, you know, as this weight that's put upon us. When, when Christ says to us, you know, my yoke is easy. My burden, you know. Come to me. Come to me. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it for you. You know, all you have to do is, is follow me. And, and he, you know, he's, he's the big lineman opening the the, the <laughs> gap right up the middle for us so we can punch it in from the one yard line. Mm -hmm. You know, he makes it easy for us. He opens us up to freedom. 
where, you know, following this, you know, we're not, you know, to go back to, to the podcast last week, you know, we're not anchored down to the shallow, to the shallow. We can, we can go swim out to the deep. We can go out and explore and be free, you know, and be joyful and be peaceful and, you know, and experience love in its authenticity. And to go back to last week of going into the deep, sometimes you have to go deep into the playbook to be able to be successful in the game. Like I was, I'm just thinking of last night's game. You know, there were a couple of times where you have to take a chance downfield, oh, yeah. where Matthew Stafford, God bless him, is prone to interceptions, and I thought that's what was going to cost him the game, and almost did. He threw two of them. One of them wasn't his fault, but you know that he, during the last drive, he threaded a needle of pass. The Cooper Cup that was just like he oh, the ball went over a defender and I don't know he he knew Cup was going to be there and he was and it was just an incredible and you had to take that chance because you can't be sitting there scared that you know you can't be on the shore like you said scared that mm-hmm. if I try this you know I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna mess it up yep. no you have to take chances you know if I open my mouth about my faith at work people aren't gonna like me well, what does Jesus say mm-hmm. about being liked he goes. Blessed are you when people hate you because of me. Or they exclude you or insult you or denounce your name as evil. On account of the Son of Man, rejoice and leave for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. So, yes, take a chance. Yes, talk to people about your faith. Yes, share this podcast. Yes, share the word of God. Yes, invite them to Mass. Yes, invite them to a retreat or to whatever it is that Christ is calling us to. Because that's what we're trying to do. You know, that's how we achieve salvation. Because we can't do this. You know, whoever saves his life will lose it. Whoever loses his, his life will save it. And it's, a, and it's a proven formula. Because we see it so beautifully in, in, in the early church, in the apostles themselves, who rejoiced in their, in their suffering, who rejoiced in their martyrdom, you know, mm-hmm. they, who knew what was coming. And you know, rather, than, rather than, you know, turn and run for the hills, they... They proclaimed it even louder. Yep. You know, they said, "Yeah, come and get me." You know, and and they did so with smiles on their faces and joy in their hearts because that's it. They they had it. They they knew what the, what it was about. They gloried in their suffering. Yeah. They did. So today we have a we have this beautiful gospel that I invite you to meditate. Luke chapter five verses twenty through twenty six. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's the Beatitudes saying Luke is a little different from mm-hmm. the Beatitudes that we're used to, the Beatitudes in, in the Gospel of Matthew. But I invite you to, to meditate upon it. Very simple. Jesus has placed the football at the one-yard line. When we get baptized, you know, salvation is there. It's within our grasp. Places the ball at the one-yard line, very easy to punch it in. Or, you know, imagine a penalty kick where there's no goalie, and all you have to do is kick the ball in if you want a soccer analogy. But what happens? Through sin, by deviating from the game plan, by not doing what Christ commands us to do, it's, you know, the ball keeps being moved back. We keep moving the ball back. We keep getting penalized. We keep penalizing ourselves, and we go further and further and further back, and the goal becomes smaller and smaller and smaller because of our myopic view of the faith. No, everything is open to us. Christ wants us to be saved. Christ makes it easy for us to be saved. Christ makes it easy for us to get into heaven. All we have to do is stick to the game plan and keep the playbook ever close to our hearts, which is the scriptures. Our goal is there. Our goal is heaven. Do not deviate from the game plan. 
Just punch it in. All you have to do is follow Christ's game plan. Yes! Yes! The you! The you! The you! The you! running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's yeah, a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. What was that last night? What was that last night? Did you even see it last night? Uh, It was on in the background. <laughs> so here... Between... You want to paint the picture of what we experienced last night? Uh, Go ahead. What what you experienced no, or no, what, what I experienced? No, what you experienced. I, I know what I experienced. You experienced the game. You got to see the, the halftime show, the commercials. So did you. You saw the halftime show. Uh, I, had to, you know, <laughs> I had a screaming toddler yeah, right you, in front of me. Yeah, you did. So so I ho- we hosted, my Angie and I. Uh, it was like 20 of us. It was... At, at, a little, I think a little more. Counting kids? Counting kids, yeah. So we had... We had uh, my two kids, two two yeah, other toddlers. two other toddlers, um, yeah, you know, host the host the Super Bowl. They said it'll be fun. They said that's what I told you around ten o'clock <laughs> last night when you were washing dishes. So yeah, be, between you know making sure the food's out, and then Domino's messed up the pizza order, so I had to I had to fix that, and then you know hosting, and then yeah. hosting, yeah, and then pick, taking care of picking kids. up and taking care of kids and. And our my little one, God bless him, is uh, he's fun. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go he, with that. So, long story short, um, the game was on in the, in the background. Yeah, and I you saw two, you had a good setup. You had two TVs going on, one outside, one inside. Um, yeah, I saw a couple plays here and a couple plays there. You know who won? I do. Okay. Thanks to the morning highlights. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you saw who won at the end of the game. Come on. Uh, here, all right, so a lot no, of things. Kidding aside, though, great game. It was a great game. Great game. It, it was a very good game. I, I thought Cincinnati was going to win it. I, in fact, I didn't realize, so I didn't realize until the end, I, I should have gone outside if I really wanted to focus on the Super Bowl because in your, in your family room, we were all watching the game. There was talking going on uh, more than once. You know, the pastor may have gotten upset at people for talking during commercials. I should have known better. I mean, the commercials. I went back and saw a bunch of them that I couldn't see or I couldn't hear last night. They were people, you know, are, are down. They were very good yesterday. You know, Jorge's just not, not in me. Okay, whatever you I'll say. Take your word for it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there there were some the the Doctor Evil commercial. I'm a huge Austin Powers fan. That was brilliant. I wish they wouldn't have spoiled it last week. I was I walked into your office. You had the TV on last week. And they were interviewing Mike Myers, and they showed a clip. I'm like, oh, oh man, I, I do not. I, I go on full, like, lockdown the week before. I don't want to know. So I could, when I'm watching the Super Bowl, I could be, that's one of the joys of watching the Super Bowl is to be surprised. Oh, look at this person reprising their role from, from a movie or from a TV show to, to sell what product. The Amazon commercial with uh, this, you and Angie could, will, will, uh, will identify with Scarlett Johansson, uh, you know, Star of Black Widow and, and so many great films. Who's married oh, to Colin I, I Jost, did, who's the I head writer. But you saw bits and pieces, not the entire. No, I saw. I was I was cleaning up outside, but I saw the entirety. Oh, okay. So, Colin Jost. She's married to Colin Jost, who's the head writer and and uh, anchor for Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. Very funny individual, a little liberal, but you know, 
Catholic boy who used gun, I mean, whatever. But uh, they, it was a brilliant, you know, talking about Alexa reading your mind, you have that all over your house, so it, it, it would speak to you. Yes. So that one I thought was brilliant. <laughs> Uh, the one for me because I'm a Sopranos fan also the one with Meadow and AJ Soprano Jamie Lynn Singer and and Robert uh, forgot Robert's last name uh, I've been forgetting a lot of names this morning by the way in the first segment was, we did this earlier than usual exactly before. it's Nick Bumgarner not Peter Bumgarner the, the snowboarder but that the, the the Sopranos commercial was very good the Larry David commercial oh. was brilliant Larry David going through history saying yeah, well, that was- <laughs> it's not going to work. You know, Edison invents a light bulb. He goes, Tom, let me tell you something. Yeah, this is a miss. This is, so ever, going through life, you know, through the greatest accomplishments, starting with the invention of the wheel, and he goes, yeah, I don't see that catching on. And so now he's trying to, somebody says, try to sell crypto to him. And this is a shout out to Mayor Suarez, you know, friend of the show. You know, so, and he's like, yeah, I don't see it. But, and you know, that one, you know, I think Larry's on to, but don't tell Francis. Okay, so, yeah. No, who knows? I, I don't know anything. But uh, there were so many funny, funny commercials, who, which I could not hear. I was sitting next to your, I think near your sister and Izzy, and, and, and at some point you saw me get up. I go, shush, this is a great commercial going on, and no one cared. Okay? I mean, I don't need the announcers to watch the football game. The football game is there. So we discussed last night more than analyzing the game. This, you know, fundamental question, what makes a good Super Bowl party? <laughs> You're looking at me like, I don't know, I haven't I, I like, uh, don't don't use yesterday as a <laughs> as a <laughs> measuring stick. So <laughs> we I mean, we were amongst friends, no, we we had amongst, a good time. I, I was we amongst had a good parishioners. Time. Uh, you know the, the thing about you know I love I love spending time with my parishioners. The thing is that when you're where, when you with with me I was I was spoiled because nine years in seminary and then I was you know worked in seminary for three years after that. Is that we're in the seminary all the boys we have no lives. You know we're focused on the yeah. game. We're focused on the commercials. We're, we laugh heartily. We do the squares, all that stuff. You know by the way, how about my secretary? She cleaned up, won she two quarters. No, yeah. no, whoever played squares yesterday won two quarters, right? Yeah. Second and yeah, half-time, quarter and halftime and final. Final. Wow. So And I just needed LA to score that touchdown at the end. They and, did. And miss the extra point. But see, and they didn't miss one earlier. I know. And then I would have had the 2 0. They didn't miss it. They didn't even attempt it. They fumbled a snap. But so what constitutes a good Super Bowl party? You know, because you have now here's Father Manny. Now this is people are gonna Pigeonhole me into this. I, and I said this to somebody last night. Because, you know, oh, you didn't talk to so-and-so. I'm like, I was here to watch the game. You know, I, you know, yes, I'm there to, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, you really can't socialize during commercials because you, no. you, you're watching. Usually, I'm sometimes socialized during the game itself because there's 40 seconds between plays. And, you know, so I want to watch the no, game. It's, it's your TV setup. That's, that's, it, that, that's, that's important. That's right up there. After that, um, I mean, obviously, food is always an important. Food is important. important. We had good food last night. And, and a lot of it. A lot of it. You still have it this morning? That was the bake. What was the, the, the knock? The knock? Oh, I forget the name of the farm down there. I'm forgetting a lot of it. Oh, Nosberry? Yes, the Nosberry. Oh, Cinnamon roll. Was, there was a bacon-infused yes. one. That was very good. Yes. There's, there's Izzy made good brownies. Izzy isn't here this morning. Izzy made good brownies. Those are very good. They were they were they were delightful as as it's usual. Yes, and uh, but everybody you know kind of pitched in. 
So what's what's your what's your what makes a good Super Bowl party? Are you have to I'm, have, I'm going with the TV setup. No, the TV setup is good. You have to have people invested in the game. Now, usually, I could care less about the halftime show. Couldn't care less. I mean, I watch it every year. No. I, you know, this was this halftime show was tailor made for millennials, people who are maybe younger than you. Okay, you had Dr. Dre, you had Mary J. Blige. I just lost Snoop. three quarters of our audience. Yep. Snoop Dogg, <laughs> uh, Kendrick Lamar, and Eminem. And Fiddy. Fit, uh, no, Fiddy was more like one Fiddy, but that was another story. <laughs> uh, but that, that I stole that from my cousin. I'm sorry. You know, somebody said, oh, Fiddy sent, you know, 50, 50 cent, you know, adjusted for inflation yesterday. Poor guy. Uh, I shouldn't talk, you know, anyhow, but uh, down in my belly. But, uh, but it, it was okay. Your wife liked it. She was dancing to it. Now, I said yesterday, it's not a Cuban Super Bowl party unless somebody during the halftime show goes, who's that? Because that was your mom. You know, until she finally said, you know what, I give up. And she just walked outside. You know, it was all right. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, I said, I could care less about the halftime. It was, it was a nice throwback, but uh, artistically. I said eh. yesterday, I mean, it's, it's the big, it's the most watched concert every year. So they tried to throw everything down. I thought the sets were great. They were, they were amazing. Couldn't care less. But the game, let's talk about the game. Okay, because you, you were at, we finished the point about what makes a good Super Bowl party is people invest in the game. People that, you know, will, will enjoy or, or you appreciate or, or take in the, the halftime show and say, yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down. You know, let's move on. People that will enjoy the pop culture experience that are the commercials that will, you know, be rated today and all that stuff. And, you know, and, and really are invested in, you know, who's going to win NFL history, who's going to win a Super Bowl. And yesterday you had, you know, two quarterbacks who have losing records for their careers going at it. First time in Super Bowl history that's happened. Uh, a quarterback who spent you know so many years in Detroit losing and now goes to LA and Matthew Stafford. You had a quarterback who was drafted last year and is in second year coming back from an ACL injury and Joe Burrow, who played a great game when he wasn't on his back from being mm-hmm. sacked. Aaron Donald, one of the best defensive tackles of all time. Uh somebody said that he's the greatest. I know come on with with mean Joe Green and all these great defensive tackles have been up the middle. I you know, even Richard Seymour from the from the Patriots, Vince Wolfrick. You know, from the U, from the Patriots, Oops. Warren Sapp. I mean, come, I mean, Aaron Donald's just a beast. And he said, I'm calling game oh, yeah. now at the end because Joe Burrow. And what, a, what Burrow, a scene that was. Joe Burrow going down the field. And I, I said 10 minutes before, when, when L.A. took the ball down by four. Yeah. And I said, it's Matthew Stafford's game to win. They scored with a little less than two minutes left. Mm-hmm. Gave Joe Burrow plenty of time. Uh, or penalties there. The refs had not called penalties during the entire game. They started calling penalties. And you were, convinced, great you were convinced it was going down. For, I thought it was going to go to overtime. I thought it was going to, because and it, when they got to the 50 after a great play from staff, I mean, from Burrow to Chase, I thought for sure this is, this is going um, to overtime. So, you know, we get to the 50 yard line and the second down plat, you know, play throwing it down after getting nine yards and being Second and one, throwing it mm-hmm. downfield. Okay, you take you took your shot. Run up the middle. I think it was second, second and two or whatever. Yeah. And you come about half a yard shy of the what first a, down. What a stop that was. Though. All right, but here's oh. the thing. Wow, what a time. And we talked about this 
ad nauseum with the Dolphins. I saw it. It happened earlier in the game with the Bengals when they went for it on fourth down on the first, I want to say on their first drive. Went for it on fourth and one in their territory. No. And Burrow lines up in, in the, the shotgun. shotgun. Yep. We talked about it in Kane's <sighs> games. Then on the most important play of the year, on the biggest stage of the year, you need one yard, you line up at the shotgun. And when you know mm-hmm. that Aaron Donald's coming at you, when you know you've been sacked for a record seven times, only Roger Staubach in Super Bowl ten has been sacked as many times. Probably should have been sacked in that, but he got yeah, the ball. He off. got the ball off. Yep. So do something like, for example, the Rams on their last drive did something. You know, they were really bad. They were in their at their own thirty, and they went for it on fourth mm-hmm. down. What do they do? They put in their hands their best player, which is Cooper Cup, on an end around, and he got the first down. You had to do something creative, even if it's that offensive line. You were not moving Aaron Donald. He he stopped on that first down pass. He stopped that receiver from getting the first mm-hmm. down. So it was a great play. I mean, even though at the time I was like, "No, I can't end this way. I need to end like." You know, closer to the goal line with a, uh, a pass being heaved <laughs> into the end zone, knocked down or caught or whatever. But but what, it, but it what was a, scene, a good ending. What a scene! You know, Donald running down the field with you know it, pointing to his ring off, finger, pointing to his ring finger. Yeah, oh. it's like ring me, ring yeah. me, and it's like so. And then what ticked me off, and it ticked my father off as well. Everybody's saying, including the great Al Michaels, who may have called his last Super Bowl yesterday. I wish he wouldn't, Mister. Who do I? You believe in miracles? Said, you know, Joe Burrow, you know, he'll, he'll get another chance. I'm like, you know what? Who's never, you, know, you know who never got a chance after his second year playing in the league? Dan Marino. Dan Marino. You know well, who's someone, cur- someone said it at the party yesterday. You know. It was me. Uh, someone else said it. Who, okay, but I, I said it at the party <laughs> before Al Michaels said it. There's a, there, the current MVP of the National Football League won the Super Bowl. He's only been to the Super Bowl once. Aaron Rodgers. Once he should have gone this year, bounced the division around for number one seed. Last year was in the championship game at home, couldn't make it. Two years ago, also in the championship game, couldn't make it. So it's it's not a given, as they say. No es fácil. It is not, especially. <laughs> and here's the thing: I was reading some things last night. And I was thinking about this. You know, Cincinnati was a team that got hot. There is a Super Bowl hangover, so to speak, for teams that lose the Super Bowl, more so for the teams that win it. Cincinnati has glaring defeat. Remember, this is a team that was a 2-14 and 14 two years ago. So it begs the question, Miami Dolphins, what's your excuse? You know, they are a team that has great efficiency on offensive line. Burrow was sacked 70 mm-hmm. times this year. No quarterback has gone to the Super Bowl with that many sacks and still made, took his team to the Super Bowl. Yes, they have Chase. Yes, they have Burrow. They have great pieces there. But you could see maybe that's a tough division with Baltimore, with mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, or whatever they're going to do at quarterback, Cleveland. Eh. You know, they, again, they made a run last year, not to, you know, to the divisional round, and they thought, oh, we're only a couple of steps away. They took us a couple of steps backwards yeah. this year. That's the NFL. It's not guaranteed. Unless you have a super team like Patrick Mahomes, unless you have Tom Brady, unless, you know. I and was, even then. You know, I was waiting for Tom Brady to come out at some point and say, I'm here at the Super Bowl. He didn't even come out in a commercial. No, he didn't. You know, no, he wasn't. He, he, he was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to take the Super Bowl off. Thank you, Tom, for for uh, helping all of us. So it was a great game. Uh, just, just amazing. I wish we had more Super Bowl breakdown, but we were so caught up in the party. You know, uh, your sister uh, had, uh, 
you know, should we share what your sister says makes a good Super Bowl party? What? Oh, did she text us? No, no, no. She, you know, she, uh, I asked her last night as we were leaving. Oh, okay. And she said, that, I'm just holding up my phone to the microphone. Here we go. Do you know what constitutes a good uh, Super Bowl party? Jello shots. <laughs> um, there you go. Um, your, your sister is succinct, if nothing else. And, and she made some. I love it. I had one. <laughs> I think you and I combined maybe had one and a half drinks last night. Yeah. That does not constitute a good Super Bowl party. No, no. <laughs> but uh, we host we, a Super Bowl, they said. Yeah. It was good. We had fun. It was good. We, good friends, uh, good, you know, lovely, you know, parishioners that I have, and we had a good time. Uh, I just have to figure out, okay, where do I sit? If we do it again next year, or outside, outside, outside. For me, I didn't realize that until the Ram. Thankfully, until the Rams last drive, because that was a masterpiece. And you hear better of a tr- of a drive, and it was it was four men out there that were like, you know, the whole neighborhood. They, the whole neighborhood could hear the Super Bowl. If they four were. men out there that were like, <laughs> we're invested in the ball game, and it was a masterful drive by Stafford and Cooper Cup. It's like, you know, just cover the guy, and they were covering the guy, two, three guys on him, and they were still yeah. catching the ball, and and and. But I thought it should have been co-MVPs, Donald yeah. and Cup. They really should have. Uh, friends, that is our Super Bowl episode. Very, very early in the morning. Uh, we thought that this was going to be posted in the afternoon. Hori will post that this sometime this, this morning because I have to run off to meetings. But uh, stick to the game plan. The Rams did that yesterday. They won a Super Bowl. Uh, the Bengals tried to, but Aaron Donald happened. You know, don't let that Aaron Donald or your life sack you no. on your way to the goal line. <laughs> okay, that's the message of the day. But no, seriously, uh, pick up St. Luke's Gospel, chapter uh, chapter 6, uh, verses 20 through 26, where yesterday's gospel comes to life. And, you know, spend time thinking about how do I achieve my goal, my ultimate goal, which, with, which is salvation, and who are my teammates that help me to keep my eyes fixed on the prize, which is heaven. May Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.